PR is basically the dream 100 on steroids. Um, because you're going to people and places where your audience hangs out, right? That's influential and you are working with them. So then you can be aligned with them, right? And that they can become sort of like part of your sphere of influence. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, you heard from Courtney Love Gavin, who just blew our minds about the power and simplicity of public relations to get your name out there. Make sure to check it out. But before you do, stick around because I've got Courtney on again, this time for her deep dive episode. We are seriously just pumped to have her share her unique story of how she left an incredibly successful corporate job to pursue her passions in entrepreneurship. Keep listening to hear her story. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am joined today by the wonderful, beautiful, and talented Courtney Love Gavin. Courtney, thank you so much for being on the Marketing Matrix with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, man. It is our honor and our pleasure. I wanted to take a second. For those of you that aren't as familiar with Courtney and her story, I'm going to introduce her, and then she's going to share about her background, and then she's going to blow our minds today. Guys, this lady is just bubbling with gems of awesome. So I'm very excited to to, to learn from her. So Courtney Love Gavin is an award-winning PR strategist on a mission to help entrepreneurs grow their influence and income with PR, which is public relations. With 15 plus years of experience leading PR for the world's most admired companies, her PR expertise has been praised by Forbes, Cosmopolitan, BuzzFeed, and People. She's a proud member of the Female Founder Collective and is obsessed with championing PR. That's a powerful, persuasive, and genuine expression of your brand. Oh man, guys, can listen in, stop whatever you're doing. This is going to be legit. Courtney, thank you so much again for coming. Thank you for having me here. Now I just need to make sure that, you know, minds will be blown. (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, it's, it's it's gonna be like 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 just walking for you. It's gonna be so easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just drop in bombs of knowledge. Maybe I should Obviously. just leave now. <laughs> yes, yes. It's Mike already you've dropped. already done it. <laughs> I love it. So for those of the listeners that aren't as familiar with your story, tell us like how did you get into PR and become this like juggernaut who's recognized by these like huge huge brands. Thank you. You know, the way that I got into PR was actually one of those career aptitude tests that I took in college. Oh, sorry, not college, high school. 
um, I thought that I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. And I did actually end up double majoring. Poli-sci was my other major. But uh, yeah, I took this test. It came back to me. And this was a long time ago. So I, I didn't really know what PR was. But you know, looking back, I, I wrote you know, for my city's newspaper when I was in high school. And it just seemed to make sense as far as you know, variety, working with people, writing, connecting. Uh, yeah, I liked it. And so I chose a college that had a top five national PR program. And I have been doing that um, ever since. But the way that I actually got all those publications to recognize the work and stuff that I'm doing was uh, becoming an entrepreneur. And I created my uh, own tangible goods company called Who's That Housewife, where I make uh, like a tangible version of Heads Up about the real housewives and um, other Bravo liberties. So, uh, the, and the only way that I knew how to really generate sales and awareness for my brand was through PR. And so I did that and uh, became profitable within 30 days and then realized as I really dove into being an entrepreneur and having to, you know, do my own email marketing and all of that stuff that no one was really talking about like PR, which blew my mind because I knew that it costs zero dollars to do it. And when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily have thousands of dollars to put into Facebook ads or paying an influencer to talk about your product or brand partnerships, et cetera, et cetera. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. So obviously there's more to the story here because you don't just like do PR in corporate and then like decide one day to wake up and like become an entrepreneur. <laughs> like, no. so no, and I honestly thought that entrepreneur, because I work both in house and on the agency side, I thought entrepreneur was a code for, I don't really work or I have a trust fund. So <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I felt as though I was creatively uh, stifled and I, the past five years I've been working at entertainment studios. So I'm surrounded by so many brilliant people. And I also uh, work with a lot of executives and being in PR, I am that fly on the wall. So for example, if this were an executive of mine that were doing a podcast interview, I would be a silent listener or I would be there and, you know, Skyping with them if, you know, they were uncomfortable, things like that. So there's a lot of behind the scenes. And with that, I have learned so many brilliant business strategies um, that, that I have been able to apply to my own business. And so, um, I wanted a side hustle, AKA something to do outside of work. And I'm a big Real Housewives fan. And I had made a game for one of my girlfriends for her birthday, cause I couldn't find anything. You know, like most entrepreneurs, there wasn't anything in the marketplace that existed. So I made it myself. And uh, what I was thinking about like, well, what could my side hustle be? Because I was pulling probably at least 80 hour weeks 
And That's I, brutal. yeah, right. And so it didn't necessarily seem sustainable to me to like do PR outside of all the PR I was already, you know, doing. And I made the game and one of my friends was like, well, what about, you know, your housewife's game? And I said, well, you know, I'm not going to be home hot gluing on the weekends. Like that doesn't really seem <laughs> like the best idea. And they had said, no, no, no. Like you can look into sourcing, um, supply chain management, you know, all of that type stuff. And so that was about almost two years ago. And I'm used to, you know, PR, things work fast and same with entertainment. And so I was very, very surprised and disappointed that it took me a year to bring, um, to bring the game uh, to market. And yeah, I, I did that and, th and it was sort of just like, okay, I've built all these other people and all these other brands why don't I try and do it on my own? And like worst case scenario, I go back to my corporate PR job because I know that I rock at that and, and I'm keeping my skills fresh as far as PR goes by doing PR for um, my own company. Okay, this is like blowing my mind. Okay, so you, you invent like a, a board game. So people at home can like do their own like neighborhood version of... Real Housewives, am I following that? A little bit, yeah. So have you ever played the game Heads Up on your on your yes, phone? Yes, yes, yes. So it's like that. I should I should have one nearby, but I, I don't. I have the warehouse is in um, my garage where every all, all the components live. Cause the, I, the wear garage. The wear garage, that's what I should call it, yeah. The <laughs> she shed, um, <laughs> it is not Pinterest worthy. Um, no, so I have, I call them crowns or tiaras, but it is a plastic uh, black thing that you put on there. And then I have all these hand-drawn illustrations of the various characters and every person picks one. You put it up there so you can't see who you have. And then there's a cute little sparkly sand timer that comes with it. And so you can play it a lot of different ways. You can play it where people give you hints. That's the easier way to play. You can do it where you have to ask questions to other people and they need to give you answers. And so, yeah, it's just the way that I saw it was it's a great way to celebrate your fandom. Because if you watch Real Housewives, part of the fun is just like talking about the outrageous things that people do on the show yes. and also their one-liners. Yes. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of something appropriate that I could say, you know, as, as an example, um, one I of them they're starting one up in Salt Lake really no. soon. And really? like, like everyone's all up in arms. Cause like Salt Lake is like a pretty tame place compared to like other cities where they have it, you know, like Atlanta and, and Houston yeah. and like all the other places. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, so it's a very, very niche audience. Yeah. And I was joke. a member of that audience. And so when I told people like my father thought that I was crazy because he's like, why are you, you know, investing all of your, like I, I basically sold all my furniture and put whatever savings I had because I bootstrapped it into this company and because with physical products, you have to pay on the front end, right? It's why you see so many games on Kickstarter, uh, you know, for, for, for that reason. And so 
and everything was made is made in America and recycled materials and all of that. Um, one previously, I was in house at a company called MGA Entertainment. Uh, they make little tykes, and they're the largest independent uh, toy company in the U.S. And so while I was there, I learned that games were the highest growth vertical in terms of toys and also what um, components press look for when it comes to whether or not they want to write about you know a product and so in creating a brand that was something that sort of informed me as far as like made in the usa a charitable giving component you know all of those pillars that's amazing okay so you you have this physical products and product and you're using your pr skills mm -hmm. to get it out there and grow this thing and so and do you help other companies with pr as well or are you just doing pr for your own company <laughs> yes i do and that's actually what led me here is that i was at uh, my first retreat in may so this was about two months after my product had launched and i was i had just sort of started to part ways um with my corporate gig and I was at this retreat with these women who had, you know, six, seven figure businesses. And in between sessions, the speakers were coming up to me and asking me PR questions like, hey, I have this, you know, brand deal with Starbucks. And how can I, you know, like they're like, I've gotten some press, but it's all been press reaching out to me you know this is where i want to be like how are you able to do that for your company and i was shocked because here i had this baby brand and this baby business and i'm thinking if i was able to do this for mine you can certainly do this for yours and so it was really coming back from there because I was, I was not planning everyone that's listening probably knows you know, the blood, sweat and tears that it takes to create a company and a brand. And I had just done that. And, and so in my head, I'm like, and now I'm going to do that again, you know, for something else, like no way. But I just really felt compelled for other, you know, entrepreneurs and small business owners that, you know, they need to be able to get their story out there because the model, as far as PR goes, hasn't really shifted that much in the past 50 years, despite the media landscape. And so to non-nerd it out for everyone that's listening, what I mean is that usually if you want to hire a PR agency, right, it's several thousand dollars a month. When I worked in-house at an agency, we didn't take any clients for less than $20,000 a month for a several month minimum, right? And same thing if you're gonna hire a publicist, right? Like an individual person. But most people don't really know what PR is. And so as an entrepreneur, like the money that I earn, it means so much more to me than it does when I just show up for a paycheck. And so in my mind, I'm just like, what kind of person is going to take, let's say $10,000 of like their money that like they showed up and that they made for themselves and give it to someone that they know nothing about. And they're telling them the results are not guaranteed. Like there's just this huge, huge disconnect. And so I firmly believe that PR is a skill, that it's something that is learnable and that also we have the most to gain you know from it because it can really be like what brings your brand you know to that next level and if you want to create a sustainable business that's going to be around like for 10 years 
like you will always be outspent when it comes to advertising, but to like build your loyal league and tribe, you need to instill like trust, authority and credibility. And PR is what I mean, what I think the best way to do that. That's amazing. Okay. So do you, do you teach entrepreneurs how to do it or do you have an agency and it's done for you? I, I offer, uh, both. So, and then there's also something that's more like in between. So like done with you, I would say. And because the way that I look at it is that sometimes when you hire someone or an agency, it's sort of like they're a broker for you. Right. And so once you, once you stop paying them, you can't really get your fix. And so I really encourage even my clients that are that I am, you know, executing and doing most of it for them, that I really help them develop those relationships with media contacts and to help them so they can implement uh, in their business, you know, having someone else do a lot of like the, you know, execution type things so that it is, you know, sustainable because I, yeah, I'm not looking to create my own, you know, agency and stuff. Um, like that. I really want people to be able to learn, you know, what principles, you know, they can do, or just, you know, getting set with an awesome strategy that then they can, you know, go out and, you know, sort of get their feet wet. Because the way that you're going to be most successful is if you understand how it works, right? Like I, I compare it to, if I had no idea how to clean and I hired a cleaning person, what kind of results am I going to get? Right? Like I come home 10 minutes later. Well, why isn't everything clean? You know, or they're telling me it costs $2,000 in two days to like clean my house. My house isn't that big. You know, like you really have no idea, but because I know how to clean, right? I pick up the stuff in advance before my house cleaner comes. I will be able to tell them, Hey, can you make sure that, you know, you get the ledges and stuff up there. And it just makes for a better relationship and a better result. Sorry, cleaning might not be the best analogy. No, but. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. Okay, so as you're working with entrepreneurs, and like you say, it's like it's a PR in the digital world. It's like it's not as much a changed art, but it's a lost art. Mm-hmm. So, like, what what are entrepreneurs like when you talk to them? Are they just totally missing or not taking into account misunderstanding about PR that you're like, oh my gosh, like you've got to understand this one thing because you're missing it. Um, you know. I, I find that it's usually just complete avoidance and the mentality that it's something that's reserved for much bigger businesses. I can't afford it. I need to wait until then, like this certain time. Um, and that it's intimidating maybe Mm -hmm. and very time consuming and, uh, that maybe they like, well, why me? Right. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't had anyone that initially off the bat has said, Oh, I'm so excited about PR. I'm so glad there's finally someone out there who's willing to teach me how to do it because, um, that's really all that I, you know, I've heard it compared to bookkeeping. Um, (laughs) Sorry to all the bookkeepers out there, which in my mind, I'm like, really? But uh, yeah, I mean, like, what do you think of when you think of PR, Lisa? And so when I, when I think of PR, um, I, I love that question. Um, so PR has been on my mind recently because uh, a few, a few weeks ago, I had um, 
I had Cree Gentile on my show and she is a branding expert. And she said that whether you try or not, you're communicating a brand. So like you better be intentional about it, right? Yeah. And I think that PR is probably, probably very, very similar that like, whether you are intentional about your PR or not, you are communicating to the public about who you are, what you stand for, um, what you're, the message you're trying to communicate, the authority you're trying to build and, and whatever. So, um, but I'll be completely honest. Like, I don't know the first thing about PR, like not, not even one. I mean, I know that it's, it's probably important, but I I would fall into the category that it's, it's for bigger, mature businesses. Like maybe I'll get there eventually. I've totally fallen into that category. Is it, is that because you feel that it's not necessary right now or it's something that's more like, Oh, I'll deal with that when I, I need investors or. Um, so for me, it falls into, into two things. It's a, it's a lack of clarity of what it will do for, for the business. And, um, especially as like, as a growing business, if it can't be tied directly to revenue generated, then it's Mm -hmm. not on the front of your mind. And so like the big question mark for me is like, how, how will PR impact the bottom line? Yeah. And I know that you have like an amazing answer for that. But like, for me as an entrepreneur, like that's not, that's not clear. Well, I think because it's something that isn't, you know, talked about and, you know, I, I used to think before I got into this space of being an entrepreneur, especially in like PR, like marketing, teaching, I don't know if there's like a name for that genre, but I thought that it was hack jobs, right? So, because that's what I saw. I saw people who didn't know the first thing, I still see them, who don't know the first thing about PR publicity and they are shopping themselves as an expert, right? Where they have no training, no, like, believe it or not, there's like a code of ethics for journalists and press. And like those people have spent like years and decades, like really earning their stripes. Like there's very, very little nepotism, you know, when it comes to that you know, the people who are like making decisions and to have, you know, people out there that are just like, oh, you know, you can, I can make you go viral or, you know, you're going to be famous and stuff like overnight. I I just feel that, you know, it's not there. So, and I feel because of that, when you going back to profitability, because they don't know how to do that, right? Like they've never been taught or implemented like strategic public relations and how it is a business driver, they're just out there showing the glossy, like, oh, do you want these logos on your website, right? Uh-huh. You know, all of that type stuff where I get it, right? Like, even if it's not direct, like, you need to be thinking about how is this going to help my business in the long, in the long run, right? Like, how is it reaching, you know, your audience? Because we are inundated with so many messages. Like, I was thinking about this last night for my social media strategy, and, you know, like, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, right? And like where, like, I, I, I can't do all the things, you know? So like, where is it going to be the best and why? And, and, and what, what am I willing to do right now? Mm, I love that. 
Yeah. So, and I'll, and I'll say, I, I think as you were talking, I was saying, okay, so like, what, what is the extent to like my efforts in PR? I think I will say this. So I'm going to Funnel Hacking Live next, next week. In oh, I'm so excited for you. And it's going to, it's going to be such a blast. But like my extent in PR is like, I am, I'm going shopping on Saturday to make sure my outfits are picked out so that like I show up well in person publicly to have good relations. Um, and, and that's important, you know, and I got my hair done and stuff like that. So, um, but in terms of like putting a brand out there like that, yeah, that's, that's something that, that I, I think me and many, many entrepreneurs and so many of our listeners, like, that's just not something that, that we think about very often. Which is funny because we all generate so much content, right? And so it's really just like owning that narrative through a different lens. Yeah. Um, Cause the bigger you get like with companies and stuff, like they, I, I brought in and had to like pioneer PR because they've never done it before, but they've gotten a lot of press and it sort of, they realize that if we're not telling our story, someone else is going to tell it for us. Mm-hmm. And that might not be along the lines of a, who we really are or B where we want to go. And so, um, yeah, I That's thinking awesome. back to funnel hacking live, are, are you familiar with Russell? Have you read his books or listened to uh-huh. his podcast yeah, and stuff? I sure have. So when I thinking this might be like a future, um, Facebook live or something, uh, for me to do, um, it, about, he talks about the dream 100, right? Yeah. So PR is basically the dream 100 on steroids. Um, because you're going to people and places where your audience hangs out, right? That's influential and you are working with them. So then you can be aligned with them, right? And that they can become sort of like part of your sphere of influence. So um, I, I feel like that can help maybe contextualize it sometimes for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's super awesome. I love it. Okay, so if you're, if you're sitting down with an entrepreneur um, and they are, you come across them and you're like, oh honey, we need to talk about your PR. <laughs> um, what, what is like, what is the framework or like, is there like a, you've got to understand these few things or think about these few things to understand and own the PR game? Yeah. So I'm all about profitable PR. I think that we have so much to do as being an, you know, an entrepreneur that, you know, you might think, oh, I really want to be on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday or the Today Show or, you know, insert dream opportunity here. But I'm all about like, how is this going to help your business grow? And so the first thing that I will do is I'll ask them, you know, what are your business goals? And specifically smart goals, meaning like, what is it that you need to help like grow your business? And so an example that I'll use is, let's say I'm sitting down with an entrepreneur who's a massage therapist and what she really needs to grow her business is that she needs a lot more local clients. And let's say she's in Utah, for example. But when we first started talking, she said that she really wanted to speak at Create and Cultivate. So Create and Cultivate, awesome conference, but as far as like what's really going to help her bottom line, it's not going to be speaking at Create and Cultivate. It's going it's to be, it's the, it, right? It's the local angle and what's going to work. So I think it's best to just start with one. So like what is one smart goal, right? And have that as your, as your, um, as your North Star. Then I think you need to ask your audience. 
And if you don't have an audience, that's okay. Go into Facebook groups where like your target market people hang out and say, Hey, like where, who do you look, let's say you're a fitness person. Who do you look to, um, you know, as a fitness influencer, where do you get your tips? Uh, you know, do, do you have a Peloton, whatever it might be. Right. And look at other people that are in your, uh, competitive landscape, even if they're like, 10 years ahead of where you want to be, go on their press page, go on listen notes, see what podcasts they've been on. And from there, then you're going to get your target list as far as these are the right places that I need to be targeting because my audience is telling me that's where I need to go. And then from there, I would start to interact with them. Like get to know where the places that you need to be who are the people behind the scenes and what it is, what is, what is it that they're writing about? Right. Because I, I, I don't hear this much, but what I do hear from some people is, you know, I'm sending all these pitches and no one's writing back. It's crickets. Right. Or I've tried to tell them my story idea and they, they didn't like it. And so I think that again, it's all about knowing your audience. I compare it to throwing darts versus spaghetti up against a wall and seeing what sticks you know, you're starting to like build that relationship because PR isn't transactional. It's about like getting people to care and being compelling. And you have to think about, okay, how can I help serve their audience? And it also helps because then the first time they're hearing from you, they're, you're not a total random, right? Like I'm not just saying I love, you know, your podcast. They know that because I posted a review about it already, or I screenshotted that I was listening to it in my Instagram stories a couple weeks ago, or I replied to their newsletter um, saying, I, I love this or, you know, whatever it might be. That's amazing. I love is it. Is that helpful? Oh, this those is are so good. Little, those are three little things that I think anyone can do. And maybe it's like looking at it outside of the lens of PR and public relations. Yeah. Because I, I think most people, right, when you're thinking about goals for your business, you think about your audience. And even if you're buying ads, maybe you think about what are the brands or people or places that are in your lookalike, right? Yeah. I love it. This is amazing. And I know that, that our audience is like, is, is loving this as well. Okay. So... I want to, I want to go back to your journey a little bit. So you make the decision to, to help these people because people that you are looking up to are coming to you for advice and you're like, wow, maybe there's something to this. Yeah. Like, has it always been clear to you how you want to help entrepreneurs and what you want to create? And like, you'd like, yes, this is, this is what I'm doing. Or like, has it been like a, I don't know, I'll try this and pivot and then this and then pivot. And like, like what, what has the journey been like for you? I mean, it's definitely been pivoting because I thought that I would be doing tangible goods and being a creative director over there, which I still do. And um, now that that business, it's been almost a year, you know, I have my vendor that there's, it flows easier. So it doesn't take as much time, right. As it did, you know, when I'm getting box samples and, you know, all of that stuff. So I really thought that was what I was going to be doing. And it was because the questions kept coming up also on the influencer side, right? So the way that Who's That Housewife became super successful was through influencers, non-paid, right? And I approached them the same way that I would a press person. I didn't say, hey, I have this thing. Will you post about it? You know, I knew 
like them for like lemon stripes for example she's a really popular lifestyle um influencer and blogger right like i knew who her five favorite real housewives were so i was able to reach out and say hey i have this thing i you know it seems like right up your alley and i was able to say i know these are your five favorites and it has three of them you know in there would you be willing to give it a whirl right because the point is is that even if someone you know, signs away their firstborn in an email with you, once they get your product and experience it, if they don't love it, they're not going to talk about it because influencers work on the currency of trust. Same, you know, same with press, but especially with influencers. And so, you know, she says, yes, I ship it to her because that's something that I see a lot of uh, product-based businesses do is that they get an address. They don't, and then they just spend all this money shipping their products. And they're like, yeah, no one's writing about them. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I've been at agencies where all these products get shipped to celebrities. And guess what? They go into a closet most of the time. Um, so, you know, making sure that that's there and then asking them, you know, giving them some time like, hey, you know, what did you think? Did you like it? And if they didn't post about it, which knock on wood has never happened, but I genuinely want to know why, because I want to improve it you know, and to really like get that uh, feedback. But some of the influencers were asking me, well, what do I charge people, right? Like you've been on the other side of this, what should I be doing? And so I just really felt compelled to share what I knew with, you know, other people, like to pay it forward if, if that helps and to not have it as some sort of pyramid scheme where I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know. And I'm going to make it seem so freaking overwhelming that you will just be like, here, take my money, do it. Right. Or I'm going to make it seem that I am basically a rocket scientist over here doing all, pulling all the levers for PR. And there is no way on earth you know, unless you want to take the 20 years of experience that I have and apply it, and then maybe you can get close because guess what? I have killer instincts, right? No, 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 I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this is amazing. Okay. So, um, it's, it's, it's evolving with you as you're learning and growing. And, and I love how, how market centered you are, you know, you're, you're listening to your market and you're making adjustments as, as you learn from them. So, yeah. So what does this year look like? Like where, where is this, where, where are, where's Courtney going with this whole thing? TBD, but I am so excited for 2020. You know, I, in so many different ways. So as far as the do it yourself, you know, method, um, I met a fantastic woman at my co-working space, the Riveter. And, uh, she, is a publicist with a ton of experience. Hers is more in uh, health and wellness and with independent musicians. And she did something uh, amazing called the DIY PR bootcamp for a lot of independent artists because PR is you know, really important to them so they can get signed to a label. And so she created this whole program. And when I came back from the retreat, I was telling her that I was sort of thinking about this. And so we decided to partner on a course together. Cool. Uh, yeah, and so we have that and that's really exciting. And working, you know, I'm still figuring out, I think like people talk about niching down. I don't know if I necessarily want to do that because I have worked 
with so many different PR clients and companies over the years. And I feel like that helps me be better at what I do because I'm able to bring in all of these other things and the strategies remain the same. So I've never had an issue of, oh, I've never, I've, I've never worked in, you know, ultra low dose ray, uh, you know, border control type things, which I've had a client in that in the past or femdecels and cell phones. Like it, it runs the gamut, right? I did it all in order to get experience. And so, um, yeah, I think it's more like figuring out like where that magic is with me. And I do feel that a lot of that is with women, um, you know, owned companies and I love creatives and like entrepreneurs. So I still want to stay, I think, you know, in, in that realm also impact is really important to me. So like nonprofits and like missions and people that I really believe in and how I can help get them out, you know, in the world, a future thing that, uh, Katie and I, have uh, talked about is possibly doing some sort of like live um, events or immersion, you know, programs type things where everyone can come to like a beautiful house in Malibu and um, we can work with them on their branding and PR and then also, you know, bring in uh, journalists that they can get, you know, feedback with and really, yeah, just helping them that way. So I love that. Who knows? I never thought I would be here a year ago. So, um, <laughs> congratulations. This is, this is Thank very you. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, and what has been something like as, as you've been on this journey and leaped out of corporate, um, what, what has been, been the, the hardest thing for you to work through as you've been on this journey? Uh, the uncertainty a hundred percent. So I am a planner and I have been used to, I know how much money I'm going to be bringing home and forecasting and everything like that. And I was banging my head against a wall in the beginning. I mean, thank goodness for uh, the women in uh, a, like a mastermind that I was in who have been doing this for a lot longer than I have because I, I you know, they, they, were, they sort of laughed and they're like, yeah, that's, that's just part of it right? Like yep, you don't know. You signed up for that. <laughs> right. So you can be pleasantly surprised. And sometimes, you know, you'll be, I'm sure you feel this way. You're like, have so many clients, you don't even know what to do with it. And then there'll be other times where maybe things aren't as flush. And so embracing that. And I think it was Brooke Castillo on one of her podcast episodes, she had talked about as an entrepreneur, that fear is something like your wallet, right? Like you don't leave your house without it. But what you can do is you can use that to propel you forward. And instead of looking at it as this, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm going to do. You can be like, you know what? I'm doing something that no one's ever done before. And so like, heck yes, that means that I'm a little bit scared and who knows what's going to come next. Because if someone had done it before, then I wouldn't be doing something new. And so taking that mindset and then reminding myself when I am worried about you know, something that that's just suffering twice. But, um, no need to suffer double. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, it's the uncertainty that that's mm. been the, the hardest, the, the, the hardest thing. I don't know if you hear that from other people that you talk to, but from such a long time in corporate, that was like the biggest, Oh my yeah. God, why do people do this? That's been, that's been a huge thing for me, for me as well. It was one of the things that kept me from, uh, from leaving corporate earlier was just, I was so ingrained with just consistency and certainty and um, yeah. And that, that was a tough, tough one for me. So I totally identify with that. 
and I will say if some, you know, something that we have in common and for anyone that's listening, if you are a single female, right? Like if you are the head of your own household, that is something I feel like that weighs on you a lot more, right? Where you don't have the backup of either your significant other or your parents to sort of like bail you out. And so when I say like that fear is real, like it's real. It like I, I was, I'm the only single unmarried woman in my mastermind. And so like they, you know, they sympathized with me, but they were also, they would say, you know, well, you know, I'm really lucky because if, you know, this goes um, awry, then I, 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 I'm not like the, my mortgage is going to be paid. Right. Mm-hmm. Where I am in a situation where it's like, um, my dog and I are going to be living the van life. Right. Like if this doesn't, um, <laughs> hashtag right, van life coming to an Airstream <laughs> near you. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I do feel that that is something that is important to just like recognize. So, because for me, I think it helps to know that you're not alone. And that it's for me to know that other entrepreneurs go through that too. And then I feel like it just sort of like pulls out the air a little bit. So you can be like a little bit more at ease and that you just need to take the leap and that it's all about being resourceful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and realizing that like, as, as an entrepreneur, like your fortunes can change like immediately. I mean, it's in in an hour. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. So you could just have to like, keep that I, I think that those that win are, are those that keep going you know it's it's just don't give up keep going because you know it you'll, you'll figure it out and they're consistent and it changes like julie stoyan hopefully i didn't butcher her last name i nope. feel like like she is such an inspiration to me because i think she's so smart and amazing and for me to think that how you know however many years ago like she wasn't able to, able to see her children and was doing webinars about, you know, MailChimp templates and things like that. And, you know, was then the CMO of ClickFunnels, you know, like to hear that like journey and that, yeah, I I just like, to me, I think that it shows that things can change very fast. And the important thing is that you just need to be able to course correct and iterate and what you're doing right now, you don't have to do forever. Like people talk about this 10 year plan and, you know, everything like that, like pivot, pivot. It, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And if something's not working, you know, then, then change. But I think that like being adaptable is, yeah. I mean, yes. still stay true to who you are, but I, I think you're picking up when I'm dropping. Yes, like, absolutely. I love it. Oh man. You have, you have dropped some amazing, amazing truth bombs. You did not disappoint. I'll tell you that much. I know you were like, like maybe that, that, that bit worried. Uh, you were amazing. And, and thanks for so much for sharing your journey and your heart as well as you're like, yeah, this is, this is scary. And, and I'm pivoting and I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I know that I have, have big dreams and big goals to, to really help people in this arena. So that is powerful stuff. So how can people follow you and your journey? And if they're like from this, they're like, yes, okay. I am converted. I have to be more attentive to PR. Like, give us the scoop. How do people, how do people get in touch with Courtney Love Gavin? Well, they can go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com. Courtney with a C because I'm old school. Uh, yeah. And I actually, I made something for your audience. So if they go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash matrix, 
they can find this awesome guide that I put together that has um, some of the strategies that we talked about as far as what I would talk about with an entrepreneur if they just wanted to get started. And it's this awesome guide that lays out five different strategies for you to do with lots of tips and things like that. Um, so please go get it. I hope you enjoy it. And yeah, I'm also, I'm on, I'm on all the socials um, at Courtney Love Gavin. And yes, please, please say hi. I love connecting and learning about um, other entrepreneurs and what they're doing. I also do a weekly uh, live show on Facebook called PR Pro Tips Live. And so if you have any questions or something that you specifically want answered for your business, let me know and we can do it on a live episode. That's amazing. I love that so much. There's so much. And seriously, like guys, like as I've been listening to this, I have like, I'm like holding myself back from just asking like 10,000 questions. And like when she wrote down like things that she could cover, like we got to have her back because like we've, we've only oh, scratched, we've only scratched the surface. So guys go check her out. I'm going to put all of those links and I really appreciate you for making a special thing for listeners. So I'll put that in the episode notes as well. Um, and so Courtney, again, thank you so much for sharing who you are and what you do and for being on the marketing matrix today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into the marketing matrix podcast on the next episode. You're going to hear from yours truly again. We took the time to dive into defining your who for the last six solo episodes. Now we're going to talk about how to discover where they are hanging out online so you can draw them out and create buying, raving fans for your business. You definitely do not want to miss this. So click over and let's go. But while I've got you, wanted to always remind you about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox and the incredible resources that are there. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to make your marketing journey easier. We add new content to it each week. So check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you want to join the conversation surrounding marketing, check out my free Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands Facebook group. This is an awesome community of people trying to master the ad game and to scale their business all while saving time. You can join that free group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. All right, guys, that's it for now. See you next time on The Marketing Matrix.